हेलो एंड वेलकम टू हिट द रोड दिस इज इंडिया फर्स्ट पॉडकास्ट फॉर ऑल यू एथलीट्स आई एम रोहन ठकार एंड इट इज माई ड्यूटी टू गेट ऑसम साइकलिस्ट ऑन दिस शो टू शेयर इन साइट्स अबाउट वॉट इज इट लाइक टू साइकिल हाउ कैन यू गेट बेटर एट साइकिलिंग एंड एवरीथिंग रिलेट टू इट सो इफ यू हैव नॉट लिसन टू अर प्रीवियस एपिसोड वी हैड महाजन ब्रदर्स हु शेयर देयर इन साइट्स अबाउट हाउ दे फेल्ड एट द रेस अक्रॉस अमेरिका they won in the team of two category in year 2015 and with that they also became the first asian to finish race across america today we have the person who is behind getting them at this level at this uh, performance uh, he's none other than coach mithen thakkar welcome to the show mithen thank you rohan uh, for having me on the show Wow, it's been a great journey so far for me because I have had the opportunity to get so many guests and get their insights. So if you have, if you don't know, Mithen is also the coach of Kabir Rachure, who will be going for Ram this year. So make sure you listen to that episode as well. And uh, you know, Mithen has coached so far three hundred plus students in uh, in the f- field of cycling, ultra cycling, in uh, competitive racing, and also Ironman. So his students have given him so far 34 and more medals and i'm sure more will keep on coming so without delaying any further let's start today's episode so uh, mithin i'm curious to know how did you get into cycling because you have been at it since a long time since if i'm not wrong 96 uh, yes i have been into cycling uh, competitive cycling uh, since 1996 and um, as every child uh, i was uh you know inclined towards cycling and that was the only sport i guess i was good at i was not good at the other sports like other friends were very good with uh, cricket or football mm-hmm. or hockey uh, which was the trend at that time and uh, cycling was uh, was my outlet you know i could out, uh, race against them and i could yeah. win against them so that be- uh, later became my passion and uh, it was uh, in the college uh, which i used to go to uh, chetna college in bandra east yes. uh, they used to conduct an annual event uh, a 50 kilometers that uh, actually it was much less than 50 kilometers but it was called as 50 kilometers mm-hmm. uh, race from chetna college to borivali national park and back which was quite a distance at that time when you're not into cycling and that was how i got introduced to racing and uh, thereafter it was intercollegiate uh, which i got a chance to participate and i was lucky enough to uh, win two golds and two bronzes in the first attempt in the intercollegiate uh, lucky enough because uh, i i was not expecting that my performance was not at par as compared to the nationals but l- luckily uh, that year uh, you know very few participants had participated and i was better off at that time among the players and competition that yeah. we had at the inter university mm-hmm. but that gave me exposure to inter universities and that's when happy realization struck that okay there's a long way to go uh, you got to get a lot better and that exposure helped me um, realize that you know a lot of hard work needs to be done yeah and i have always been into you know questioning or trying to improve uh, and explore different ways to improve performance yeah. uh that's way i was wired i would say and uh, questioning the conventional training methods and so on i did a lot of things which were in a way uh, 
uh, it helped me to ride fast and win races uh, in my career which was uh, from 1996 to 2004 uh, in competitive cycling where i represented our state and uh, won many races at the state levels and uh, yeah i was participating at the nationals but uh, unfortunately i was not able to win a single medal i was very close uh, for three good years uh, but it was just it just did not click for me mm-hmm. uh, something or the other uh, i would say uh, god had a better plan for me uh, he, he kept that as in that pending status and that kept me hungry for those medals and uh, while i was cycling i was also as a mentor uh, for riders at that time who were juniors to me and they happened to win a lot of medals and that gave me that satisfaction and kept me hooked to cycling even after i uh, said goodbye to cycling to get into the corporate grind and eventually it was 2012 when i took a plunge and got into full time coaching that's brilliant so you've been at it since a long time and we are speaking of a time when cycling wasn't mainstream like it is right now so how was it back then and how is it right now what do you if we go back in the time how do you see the difference a uh, primary difference uh, you'd see uh, if i have to retrospectively look at it like we were all on alloy bikes yes. uh, we had the gear shifters which we had to uh, change from the uh, you know we we did not have the gear shifters in the uh, brakes uh, at that time that was a luxury and the sti's weren't the in thing at that time it was mm-hmm. too expensive everything was at that time too expensive uh, even with the alloy uh because parts were not equipments were not easily available in india yes. and very few had the luxury of having those high end equipments mm-hmm. and um, even at the national levels the competitions uh, were won on alloy bikes and the very basic ones as compared to today's standards one major change i see in yesteryears and now is um, you know there are a lot many people who have took up cycling yes uh for passion for fitness they are getting into ultra uh cycling like brms and they are putting them to test with deccan cliffhangers and ultra spice and a uh, lot of those ultra races and also there are a lot of cyclothons which have started exploding uh, across india so there was a time when when we used to be doing our training uh with those helmets uh, at that time helmets were yes. not cam- uh, compulsory mm-hmm. at the UCI level as well so we used to be following the trends set by uh mm-hmm. the tour riders and during training we used to not wear he- helmets but during racing we had to compulsorily wear helmets yeah so but now that is changing uh people wear the helmets when you see a cyclist people are not surprised to see them they are not treated as aliens as we used to be treated <laughs> and that's one major change and it's really good to see so many riders taking it up and doing it so passionately so we can see like it's a big community which has been developed as of now uh how do you see how how did the culture develop in your time in our time the only exposure at that time for cyclist uh was through the races which happened uh through district associations yes uh, so we have our mumbai suburban district headed by gajan ganda sir and uh, at that time sam daruwala sir was taking care of uh, the city association uh, mumbai city association and uh, they used to conduct races uh, frequently and if you are good enough uh, we would then go for the district uh, or the state selections and then the nationals 
now uh, you know we are all introduced to brms yes and uh, it has exploded in india and uh, there's a lot more happening in brms like i if i'm not mistaken uh, there are about 50 plus clubs across india which are conducting these brms so that exposure is there equipments are now available first if we had to buy a quick release uh, if we had to lose one mm. of it like uh, we did not have a choice but to wait until we have that or we have to you know borrow it from someone mm-hmm. if he has an extra uh, on him but now it's easily available so you know access to these good equipments and exposure to all these events which have exploded has encouraged a lot of people to take up cycling and these cycles are really you know value for money although yes. they are expensive but mm-hmm. they are uh good value for money and uh, the pleasure of riding is something once you get hooked to it uh it's uh kind of impossible that you would be able to get out of it it's infectious <laughs> oh oh yes you have been uh, you have been a coach for a long time you, you have seen more than 300 students come to you and get in the podiums great glory for india when they come what what is the basic mistake that you have seen people committing right now first and foremost uh, it all begins with what bike you have uh, so usually people are either on an oversized bike or they are on a bike which is too short for them mm-hmm. um, so if that is the case uh, now that trend has been changing but in the early days when uh, you know in 2012 and 13 i used to see a lot of riders riding uh, bike size which were not their uh, size yes. uh, but now more and more people are aware about you know getting the right size mm-hmm. bike uh then getting the positioning right is also very important uh now once you have that right you can get started unfortunately a lot of riders even today i see uh you know they try to churn or grind on a very high gear where the resistance is very high uh i strongly recommend that if you really want to work it out keep the gears low work in different zones different energy zones yes uh so target different muscle groups at doing different variations and uh, it's not just like you have to go on very high, uh, heavy gears and feel that your mm-hmm. muscles are completely uh, you know sore yeah uh, you'd be doing more damage than doing good if you're doing uh, so high gears like people ride at the maximum gear effort but uh, spin if you want to win you are you, you want to spin you want to win you want to spin that's a great quote very nice so when it comes to training and when it comes to racing what is it that you see that people are committing mistakes other than that uh, conditioning go uh, you know uh, people they take it very casually you know especially now one of my major concerns uh, i have shared with quite a few of my pe- uh, people that i know in mm-hmm. the community uh, when we are participating for ultra events or maybe for racing as well it could be 100 kilometers or it could be uh even for that matter 50 kilometers event now you need to condition yourself as per the event demand uh unfortunately with ultra events ultra endurance like ram you cannot simulate the, those kind of conditions uh in training uh but you need to condition yourself to adapt to that kind of fatigue that you would be riding in mm-hmm. and it is a process that you have to follow uh people i'm not sure how many of them they are still doing that but uh, i'm sure there are many of them uh you know they would just be doing about 20 kilometers or 30 kilometers of ride or they are uh, you know um passionate about cycling uh 
they would uh, you know cycle to work and back and that, that's what they consider as their training and then they will attempt something which is extraordinarily huge as compared to the daily uh, load that they are used to and that at can times uh, be dangerous or for that matter it can also be fatal so how do you think how should one approach towards it like uh, people have been participating in brms uh, if they want to participate in a big high adrenaline event like the deccan cliffhanger which is coming soon in some time compared to what what they are doing right now how can they approach this event depending on now if you have to, uh, we have been speaking about deccan cliffhangers and uh, we have to dedicate enough time on the saddle mm. uh, to make the best out of our training we have to mix the training with different variations and uh, gears and, and uh, you know targeting different energy systems and so on mm. and uh, the way i structure the training for my riders is usually in uh, five or six phases so if we are talking about deccan cliffhanger it usually happens in the month of november you know so i have to look at okay how many months do we have in hand and then try working on the high volume part in the early stages but i have to progressively see that there is mm-hmm. an overload which is happening i cannot just put you into a lot of load which you are currently not used to right. so i have to build it up slowly steadily get you to a certain level before i start taking the training a notch higher with your intensity and also keeping the volume high and as we get closer to the event mm-hmm. you know it is only going to get a, a notch higher every yes. time mm-hmm. and uh, my personal uh, way of looking at it is like okay although these guys they are doing ultra endurance i do not have any other options to simulate uh, that entire event demand to do it to mm-hmm. in, in one go uh, 5000 kilometers or 600 kilometers you will not be able to do it in training day in and yes. day out or regularly mm-hmm. you know if you are having a power to ride at let's say 35 kilometers per hour and if you're, i'm going to ask you to ride at 25 it's going to be easy for you right right so i try to increase that i i work on the speed part i mm-hmm. have a lot of variations which would help our riders to improve their speed okay. and uh, that is eventually going to add up and uh, they are going to be riding more comfortably when they are going to ride at a much lower speed mm-hmm. than what they are now capable of so that is my mantra for success at ultra for so ultra endurance you make them push their limits for a short uh, instance yes depends on uh, how short it can get at hmm. times it is just about 30 seconds uh, intervals and at times like it would be 90 minutes interval so there is a lot, uh, lot many variations that we try out mm-hmm. and each of those are targeting different muscle groups or uh, energy systems when i had a conversation with mahajan brothers they said that uh, you help them push a lot uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, their speed increased drastically with the help of coaching that you gave them so what was it exactly firstly i am fortunate that i have been able to assist uh, riders like mahajan brothers and uh, a lot of other riders thanks to uh, my passion uh, for cycling that got me into coaching and uh, thanks to my family that encouraged me to take up my passion as my profession and um, yeah i have been lucky enough uh, and fortunate enough to Uh, have been a part of so many journeys uh, where medals and uh, accolades have uh, gone to our riders and they have really worked hard uh, with mahajan brothers i know that they have really worked hard keep keeping uh, keeping in mind they are both doctors yes. they had a very busy schedule and uh, i remember hitendra mahajan uh, being an anesthesiologist and 
uh, he had emergency mm-hmm. calls he would do his training while he is doing his training he would get a call for emergency he would go uh, complete his operation uh, and uh, or emergency case attend that after he is done with that he would again hit the road and he will complete his training for that day that kind of dedication and time management yes was something uh, that uh, they set high uh, you know they led by examples mm-hmm. and uh, yes we had a lot of variations in training Marjan brothers they had already done a lot of cycling before they started training with me uh, so we had a stint of about 9 months before ram and uh, that was too short a time in normal cases but because of the maturity as ultra cyclist yes. it was easier for me to build it up from there mm-hmm. so they were already in that training zone and you just helped them give a slight push of uh, yes uh, mm-hmm. i i think it was um, you know at that time we had a lot of racing guys in bombay um who were also preparing for a race which had uh, ghats and just before uh, we could uh, our testing grounds was kasara kasara ghat yes and uh, we used to go as in huge numbers uh, over there and um, we used to have a kind of a race from bottom to the top of kasara and mm-hmm. these racing guys along with marjan brothers marjan's both uh, at that time i remember mahen was uh, 38 years of age and uh, hitendra uh, dada was uh, i think 42 or 43 and these guys are from racing they were 18 years or 20 years so you know they were put to test and made it competitive so they are pushing to their limits yes and uh, i'm glad that they were able to achieve uh, what they did at ram as a part of their journey and i have had immense respect for both both the brothers when they were training but when i saw the uh, torture that they took in ram mm-hmm. and the way they rode in the most extreme conditions you can ever imagine riding in 51 degrees celsius and riding on this uh, and 4 degrees and 6 degrees in the yes. night with rains uh, that's quite an extreme and uh, you know that respect multiplied multiple folds for them uh, coming to the torture part uh, kabir is also your student kabir is also taking part in ram this year so how is his training going on what are you working on his keeping in mind the previous editions that you have seen uh, kabir is going to be attempting uh, a solo and uh, we started uh, last year i think it was in april uh, around april to th- uh, last year uh, so it's been a a uh, great journey so far there has been great improvements in the power numbers that we have seen uh, i'm not sure on the accuracy of the power meter which we are using right now but i'm sure that it is consistent and uh, if we have to go with the power numbers he has improved uh, drastically from 218 watts uh, for 20 minutes to uh, the last one was at 330 and that's a great improvement uh, for anyone and uh, that guy he has amazing cardio fitness so he's blessed to have that cardio fitness mm-hmm. which uh, is pretty unusual so i think like he has something special in him uh, to be able to continue uh, at a higher effort at a much lower heart rate than others do normally right. so that is one big advantage he has and he's dedicated he is completely focused towards what he wants to do how he wants to do and there are a lot of things that he has given it a thorough, uh, thorough thought on it mm-hmm. and he has an excellent team led by uh, sapnadi and uh, you know uh, rr patil uh, we call him rr mm-hmm. uh, ratnadeep 
and uh, Tushar and all those guys. So they have been doing a lot of crewing, and so it's yes. primarily the crew team which would make a huge difference when they are there. But throughout the year, Kabir has been putting in a lot of miles, and we have tried our best. I have tried my best mm-hmm. to work on his training with uh, micro detailings, and you know from intervals that are ranged from 90 minutes to one minute or uh, even less and uh, working on those targeted numbers so that he can only get better and uh, yeah we can just keep our fingers crossed that everything goes as per plan and uh, he has a safe ride and has a successful ride over there it's brilliant so there are so many who want to get into competitive cycling what do you suggest for them to do how how should they approach it uh, considering there are so many different fields in road cycling as well see whether you're starting at an early age or you're starting at um, an age where you have come out from your midlife crisis uh very important is that you understand what your body is going to go through if you're looking at racing or any of these ultra events you're going to be putting your system through a lot of strenuous activity during training and during races mm-hmm. during races you are going to push yourself even harder because you are into that competitive mode you you ought to you know give that little extra to be yeah, having right. that edge over your competition so it's very important that you understand that you need to give time uh, you'll need to give time you'll have to follow a process so that you build up to that fitness build up to a certain level that you can take that kind of pounding which would be required on your heart and your muscles uh to go ahead with this yes as i mentioned earlier work on your rpm so if you want to win spin uh keep gears low go for your long rides keep it at a conversational pace sometimes a little above your con- conversational pace so that is you know working out at your zone 2s and zone 3s which is most ignored uh zones because it's at a slower pace people feel yes. like they are slow karenge to maza nahi hai but this is the cornerstone of your base building and mm-hmm. you know your aerobic fitness and everything especially for riders who are starting at a later age like uh, you know majority of us we have been in our college days where we were into that fitness routine yes. since childhood we were playing and we had those fitness routine and something or the other was an activity and physical activities that we used to do and then we get into corporate grind or work uh, uh, commitments and family commitments take it takes it over and after few years we feel like okay we we got to work on that fitness uh, there is some kind of happy realization which would uh, tell you that okay you want to start off with any activity may it be cycling or may it be any sporting activity yes but uh, let's remember that it has been 10 years 15 years that the deterioration has happened it is not just going to come overnight you need to keep it slow you need to keep it progressive uh, at the same time you don't want to push yourself too hard and um, at times it has been fatal for people uh, external fitness wise you'd feel like okay i'm again back like i mm. was in my teen days but uh, external fitness doesn't really uh, equate to the same amount of internal fitness so the deterioration which has happened over the years you want to be watchful about yes. all those things so mm-hmm. if now to if it, any one of our riders are joining in and they are 35 plus i ask them or request them to rather go through the medical checkup uh, from lipid profile to blood pressure and sugar mm-hmm. and their cbc uh, just to rule out the possibilities and still 
you know these these are the least small things that we can yeah. do right. and if you're going to keep the intensity low to begin with you're not going to push yourself into that risk mm-hmm. but at the same time like you don't want to overspin as well where you're bouncing on the saddle and uh, spinning so hard and so fast that you're bouncing on the saddle at the same time you don't want to be sluggish uh, while pedaling uh, when you're riding on a high gear so these are two small things that if these guys they uh, you know majority of riders do uh, they will enjoy the, their cycling they'll over a period of time automatically get faster because that neuromuscular sense is setting in your cardio system is getting better yes. you'll get more efficient with your pedaling with that said there are many there are so many who have had a dream that they want to become pro cyclist they want to do just this in india especially how do you think that one can approach pro cycling cycling uh, is a great sport and uh, fortunately i would uh, rather look at it like aadha uh, glass khali hai aadha glass bhara hua hai to i'll say aadha glass bhara hua hai there are people uh, who are in this ecosystem trying to do their bit to mm-hmm. make a difference there have been people who have stepped up to help a lot of riders uh who are good talent and uh, there are a couple of uh, now with you know the cycling market cycle market opening up uh with all these equipments and everything so there are yes. a lot of these shops uh high end bikes uh, racing bikes which they are stocking uh they can always have some kind of support system given to those talents and there are a lot of shops which are doing mm-hmm. that uh But yes, we still have a long way to go. As cycling, uh, making it your profession at this stage, I think like it's not going to be similar to what we see in Europe right. and uh, UK and US and other places. Yeah. You know, we'll have to hmm. work hard, and also we'll have to train hard. And also, the climatic conditions on this side of the world, the infrastructure, the exposure that we are having, uh, the races are not as many as um, what we see in Europe and. in belgium like there are three or four races happening every week and then if in two months time like if you're there you'll be participating with options given you'd have about yes. 25 races to participate in and uh, in india currently uh, we have just maybe one or two races in uh, uh, one month to months time so you know that's very limited exposure so some races happen only once a year <laughs> yeah some mm. races only mm. happens once a year and uh, see there are genuine reasons behind it like it's yes. not that organizers or associations they mm. don't want to come up with races mm-hmm. but um, you know getting permissions and having the logistics in place uh, having a sponsor to uh, support that event so for everything there is going to be uh, you know certain demands uh, it could be either manpower finance or it could be the logistics or resources which are required to organize these races mm-hmm. and um, that's uh, quite demanding and people are trying and as compared to earlier we have surely made progress we have a long way to go uh, cfi has been doing a fabulous job with the track team now we are uh, having our junior talents winning medals at the world uh, juniors True. Uh, so there is a progress which is mm. happening that is but it's not going to be like overnight you you'll um have someone like frumi coming up mm-hmm. it will be great to see someone like that but we still have a long way to go so what steps need to be taken as of now if if we want to reach that level what do you think needs to be done primarily uh, with racing more races need to happen uh, riders need to get more exposure to races 
and uh, sometimes it is also with the riders they are only inclined towards races which have crash price uh and they would go and participate yes. if there are any small races community events or anything just go ahead and participate in them mm-hmm. you know just get that exposure be there to support that community event so that you know eventually sponsors also need to get that acknowledgement and appreciation that was we are supporting yes. uh, this uh, cycling mm-hmm. and uh, are you really uh, appreciating that and if you don't give that uh, you know it deters the sponsors from coming for these events and there is a lot of things which happened in the background uh, so when we are going in races uh, we think like okay start ho gaya khatam ho gaya but bahut sara planning rehta hai bahut choti choti baaton ka khayal rakhna padta hai organizers ko traffic ke sath hum kar rahe hain we cannot have a complete road block over here yes uh, considering that we are in mumbai or uh, mm. uh, you know in india especially uh, we do not have alternate routes or anything of that kind so there are many limitations and everyone is trying their best let's acknowledge yes. that um try doing our best of what we have have as many races sh- small races at club levels so there are so many clubs now in mumbai and across they should come up with more races for their clubs itself right so. and just give them that exposure of competitive cycling mm-hmm. it will automatically grow it will encourage people they would push themselves a little harder they'll train harder they'll get fitter and they'll get faster grassroots level ke upar bachcho ko zyada exposure dena zaruri hai but considering the traffic conditions we'll have to think differently to come up with something uh, which would help the kiddies to you know uh, go out on the road and uh, yes. ride the bike unfortunately we as parents now are more protective uh then what our parents used to be and of course uh, we have our reasons and rational behind it the traffic conditions now are much different than what it used to be right. uh, 20 years back mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know if we want to have international cycling standards then we will have to train scientifically we will have to give that exposure at the grassroots level um, and expect that maybe 10 years 15 years down the line we'll have something great coming up with indian right. talents and give them exposure to train mm-hmm. abroad uh, you know in europe and uh, other places there are so many races happening yes. if it starts happening in india our riders are also equally talented so i have seen that the cyclists in the international markets how do you see them different what their mind conditioning or what is different in them see, uh, the most importantly uh, one thing which i uh, see they work on the micro details and they understand and things uh to the minutest of details mm-hmm. and their approach is very scientific they believe in following the process uh we may have the resources or we may not have all the resources in india yes but as long as we keep those fundamentals in place and we uh follow the process which would help us to build it up and of course uh, you know genetically i feel that there is going to be uh, some variation we cannot do mm-hmm. anything about that like uh, we are our genes and we are proud of it and we have our strengths and we need to work on our strengths and try uh, seeing to it that we capitalize on it yes um, they have their strengths and uh, they are working best to their strengths one thing that i want to ask is in the coming future what trends do you see coming up in india uh, especially in the race formats and also the culture that's growing up right now more and more people are getting into cycling uh, there are many private races uh, or cyclothons which are happening which are giving exposure in multiple uh, categories across age groups mm-hmm. for both men and women 
so there are more and more people taking up cycling. Uh, they are more aware of what bikes they should buy. Yes. Uh, the high-end bikes are being sold uh, uh, much more than what I would have anytime anticipated a mm-hmm. few years back. But uh, people are willing to spend that extra for that performance, you know, performance machines, you can mm. call them. And uh, they are also spending on power meters now. Uh, you know, there was a time when I had started using heart rate monitor uh, way back in year 99 or 2000. I don't exactly remember. And it was a very basic one. And I, I was being looked like as in, what's heart rate se kya hoga? Usse mm. speed to nahi banni hai. Baat to sahi hai, speed usse nahi banni hai. But you will be able to do uh, quality training. And now people have moved on to using uh, power meters, which is even more accurate and even better yes. uh, to quantify your training and at what intensity and uh, effort you would be riding at. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, people are now willing to spend that extra and do it right. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's a good change that we see in riders. Mm-hmm. They are happy with the quality which is being uh, quality of mm-hmm. equipment which has been coming in. So. They are also more aware about their own performance uh, with the upgraded in the equipment yes yes they uh, uh, you know but at the same time i would like to go back to what once eddie Merckx, uh, one of the legends in cycling had said uh, it's uh, no offense to any of my uh, friends who are dealing with cycles but uh, before you buy upgrades you got to ride upgrades so you know you want uh, for my riders i tell them like okay if you want to buy this equipment set a person uh, a personal performance uh, mm-hmm. goal and if you achieve this goal then yes you may want to consider until then you just want to keep that for park, mm-hmm. park it for later until you reach that performance if you reach that performance award yourself and reward right. yourself with that equipment there should also be the need to use yeah, you need to be hungry mm-hmm. to achieve mm-hmm. something yahan pe aapko bahar se koi sponsor nahi karna hai mm-hmm. either it is your uh, family or uh, uh, yourself who will have to reward yourself so just wait until you qualify to get that reward from from yes. either your family or from self thank you for coming on the show it's been great to have you and i got to learn a lot of insights from you as well i hope all your students prosper in their uh, field of events and that the 34 plus numbers goes to 100 plus numbers in some time and mm. i'm sure <laughs> 300 will become 3000 in no time oh uh, well i'm glad that i've been able to do that and i'm trying my best and uh, i hope that i can continue making a difference in journeys of people by helping them achieve their performance goals and they achieve their targets and thanks to all of those riders who have been a part of this uh, journey and allowing me to be a part of their journey and I'm looking forward to uh, helping many more riders in the future. Brilliant. So just Thank before you. we end mm-hmm. this, uh, you're also joining the Mahajan Brothers for Sea to Sky Adventure uh, as, yes. as a crew. Uh, so uh, it's a superb cause and I personally uh, feel like uh, the Majan Brothers this time like they are going to be riding from Mumbai to Kathmandu yes. so I'll be with them all the way till Kathmandu we'll be starting from Mumbai and uh, the best thing I like about this particular expedition uh, is uh, the CPR workshops that they are going to be conducting where a lot of people would be made aware about how to administer CPR yes. and it can save lives mm-hmm. and uh, Majan Brothers and we are all very closely connected to uh, Jaspal Singh, uh, who was a dear friend 
of ours and um, also Bamsar, uh, who was a mentor for Mahajan Brothers at the time when they were doing Ram as a mental coach. And uh, two people very near and dear to us, we lost them. And it was just, you know, if someone had to be able to administer CPR, uh, we could possibly have them. But God had destined something else. But it gave us a reason to, uh, you know, do this. And Majan Brothers, it was Hitendra Majan uh, whose idea it was to mm-hmm. come up with something. And Majans, uh, they have always been coming up with some of the other events, uh, very challenging events, very unique always in leveling different ways. <laughs> uh, and one best thing which I like about them is, uh, apart from the commitment that they get for their training for those events, it's also the cause, the social cause, yes. the way they want to give it back to the society is quite unique. So if you look at Race Across America, there were corneal transplants and uh, cataract operations mm. which were done for uh, you know tribals at absolutely no cost by Kalpataru Foundation at that time. Then they did uh, Golden Quadrilateral where you know they uh, promoted the slogan of follow the rule and yes. uh, rules and India will rule. And uh, recently, um, Mahend did uh, uh, Kashmir to Kanyakumari in a record time. And that's when he was promoting uh, Quit Tobacco and Kalo India. So, you know, and now this is CPR. And each of these, they have so much of meaning to it. But when you do it with such a lot of purpose and meaning, uh, you know, I can only say that that's what drives them and uh, keeps me and a lot of others inspired and motivated to be a part of their... Uh, we are happy that we are uh, going to be a part of this expedition. Uh, surely not going all the way to uh, Mount Everest. Uh, we hope and wish them great luck, great climate on the top of the mountains so that they can scale the heights and uh, we all can cherish the moments that they will have. Make sure you subscribe to us on the website eplog.media. We are also there on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and all other major podcasting apps. So make sure you subscribe to us so that you get notified when we drop the next episode. Until then, hit the road and make sure you also give your comment, your feedback so that I can improve this podcast and deliver you even better content. And um, last but not the least to all the riders who are listening to this podcast, um yeah, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to leave a note uh, on Indeed. Um, you know, with Rohan and I'll try answering them. Um, and uh, yeah, until then, you know, keep riding and keep smiling. Enjoy your day. So Thanks awesome. for having Thanks. me here, Rohan. Thank you for giving your time and it's a wrap. And till then, hit the road and share your experiences with us.